0: Welcome to the chat footy podcast today i'm joined by special guests ryan and dan from the friend zone podcast welcome to the show guys hello hi so before we get into the football why don't you tell us a little bit about the friend zone podcast and what what that's all about
1: with pleasure so basically we kind of do uh, what you guys do with the comics in motion podcast and we just take a kind of a forensic look at uh friends the show friends the 90s behemoth friends and we're finding it a thousand times more bizarre uh, and more involved than we ever thought we would um ryan what how are you taking delving back in because we've talked about it a bit um in the pod but like are you finding it as fascinating as i am um, the most fascinating part I've
2: found is just watching you slowly lose your mind over all the different <laughs> theories you're coming up about, friends, to be honest
1: with you. That is a bit of a problem. I've got a bit of a tinfoil tendency. I didn't know this was in me, but um, once I started <laughs> seeing all these straight... Uh, basically, w- the point of the podcast is twofold. We, we sort of um, examine our own friendships, we've been mates for ages, uh, and we do that while we're examining the show Friends. So it's a kind of, it's a sort of a meta take on, on the podcasts that analyze TV shows. Uh, also no one was really doing Friends when we started doing it. There's been a flurry recently. I think Netflix is to blame for that. But um, uh, when we started, we were I think one of two and um, uh, oh, wow. it, it felt like a real um, ripe for the picking uh, kind of uh, situation. So in the process of doing that, we realized that Friends was actually weirdly weirdly um meta for its time like it was doing the whole marvel shared universe thing before marvel was uh i don't know how much you remember about friends
0: (laughs) so so i guess the i think i jumped on board with friends probably after it it initially came out so it didn't really boom did it probably until that second season I would say it's in my memory anyway which which isn't 100% perfect. And what I really like about listening to your podcast is that rather than write things off as little character inconsistencies and just sloppy writing inconsistencies, you try and actually make it fit. And so one of my favorites is this this shared or not shared universe, but rather these these alternate universe <laughs> Well, that,
1: that is, that's also going on as well. So we're taking the kind of the Westworld model of, or, or I am. I'm, I'm much more tin than than Ryan. Ryan's just <laughs> enjoying it like a normal human, but I'm actually I've got my serial killer wall with everything connected with red yarn. <laughs> to work out these universes, and um, basically what we're doing is we're 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 treating it as though it's um, like Westworld or something like that. Some meta, really deep, um, involved show. And it it does bear up to that scrutiny. Uh, The the shared universes thing is actually even weirder than that, because that's um, totally canon, uh, that basically characters from different shows that were airing the same night as Friends originally did on a Saturday in the States, back when it first came out, before it was a cultural phenomenon, when it was a proper hit, you would have characters from other shows strolling on, uh, having moments and then going into... So there was one night when three shows that were all on that night all had a power cut caused by a character in one um, show oh, that, wow! that then affected everyone in the rest of the lineup. Isn't that nuts? And I had a vague awareness of that, but I didn't realize. So when I say it's a Marvel situation, I've been completely serious. That is, that is what it was. It was like a Marvel shared universe thing. Um, in fact, one of the characters in Friends, one of the main characters in Friends was on a, show before friends even existed phoebe's sister was a character in a completely different sitcom long before friends came out
0: oh ursula
1: ursula Ursula, super right, right she okay. was in, mad about you so um uh, and that existed slightly prior it was it's just all a, uh, it's fascinating and it does it does kind of hold up to to that scrutiny uh the shared universe thing is one thing but then then we started going really down the deep end or i did anyway I was about to say, so, the he's quite yeah. strong
0: <laughs> yeah. so ryan did you did you realize what you were signing yourself up for when you said yeah let's go and do this podcast
2: i didn't really i mean each episode i noticed something because i'd make a note of it and think right i'll bring that up and then i kind of question myself i think do i want to do that because <laughs> i can just imagine dan now popping the foil hat on getting the string out and put you know piece trying to piece it all together on his <laughs> wall just because i noticed joey had different socks on well, I,
1: I floated it out there and uh, it went semi-viral on Reddit. It, I say, it, like, not a huge explosion, but thousands, a couple of thousands of uh, people um, looked, looked at, at my, because we kind of put out, we put the feelers out to see if people would be interested. And about 2,000 people responded. So it's kind of... it it gained a bit of traction then and then I started to take it seriously and now I am days from moving into the woods and living with the squirrels because i (laughs) completely lost my connection.
0: That's brilliant I I love the fact that you're adding to the to the canon how long has it been off air now? Well it's been off four years
1: longer than it was on now so it's been off 14, 14 years uh I believe and it was on for 10 so it it's been away longer than it was here which is weird but but it's it's kind of getting this this new um this new attention because it's been on the streaming service um since the beginning of the year and uh, the millennials are discovering it and they don't really like it much (laughs) they find it a bit (laughs) um dated which obviously it is but um (laughs) that makes it more fascinating to me at least
0: so, uh, and absolutely, uh, like you say, it's it's similar to when we go into, uh, you know, one of the comic book based movies, it's actually brilliant to to discuss it between ourselves. And, and we, you know, go into, we go into the background and the research in the movie and the comic books and everything. And one of the, one of the facts we tweeted out today, uh, or Chris tweeted out rather, that was that in in the latest Cobra Kai series Danny LaRusso you know the young karate kid kid oh so he is basically in in Cobra Kai which has come out on YouTube this year he's now 5 years older than Mr Miyagi was in the original series in the original movie wow that's i love those sorts of details but if you look at them, you would never, ever call that. So Mr. Miyagi was 52 years old when he made that movie. Oh, it was he, he has had a hard life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is. It's brilliant. And um, one of the other things I really like you doing is you've, you set off on a... I don't think it was on the last episode. I, I don't remember it being anyway. The whole predictions theory, you were looking at Paul the octopus as an example. And Dan, you're not you're not that much of a football or, or sport follower. So you were trying to see if you could uh, outsmart the octopus was was that it? That was the
1: game. That was Ryan's very charitable and kind way of trying to uh, sort of expose me to the world of football, because I know <laughs> I know more about the inner workings of of, of an octopus or the Mariana's Trench than I do about football. I know nothing, nothing about football. So it was, it was a genuine, um, it was a genuine question. Do I know more than an octopus? It was not a guarantee, and it turns out that I am probably as good at guessing. Yeah, I'd say it was quite
2: surprising. I think the first four in a row matches you did get correct, didn't you? I did. Yeah, I and mean, then it kind of thought, hang on a second, we could be onto something here. The um, mansions in sight. We, I've got a money maker in, Dan.
1: <laughs> Spoiler, that is not what happened.
0: <laughs> I, I, I was going to say. I, I seem to remember it, it went off the rails a little bit after that. But you know, statistically, you know, you, you're going to get some right and some wrong. Even the experts, you know, they don't get them all right. Yeah. So
1: I feel much more um, at ease knowing that not even the experts get it right. But uh, we gave it a good go. Yeah. You en- we
2: ended it with you basically picking your winner for the World Cup and the top scorer. And we're kind of just waiting to see how it pans out. But so far, some of it's okay for you, Dan, isn't it?
1: Well, I mean, I was I was in Germany recently when they lost. And it's not that much fun being in a country when they've just lost at the football. <laughs> I found out it looked like um, they were doing the full, uh, you know, like football fans, I didn't think, like, dressed up that much. In England, we don't really. There's a couple of... <laughs> Maybe there's a swipe on the cheeks and you look like um, I don't know, a ghoul or like Beaudaser or something. You've got like a little you've got a line here and there. Nothing too major, a bit of face paint smeared on with a couple of fingers. That's not how they do it in the rest of Europe. They go full on Afro wigs, the whole thing. It looked like it looked like a Mick Hucknell um <laughs> uh, lookalike competition. It was strange. There were a lot of red afros. And oh, really? Yeah, a sad man in a red afro is a, a sight to behold. <laughs> a weeping.
0: Are you sure it wasn't like a Ronald McDonald convention or something?
1: It may have been. It may have been a out for a performance of Annie. We'll never know. <laughs> it did not look like the sun was going to come out tomorrow for many of these people. I, I really don't know anything about football, but I have really enjoyed um, this little intro into the world. and I look forward to hearing more about it here
0: that's cool. So so just for my benefit and I, and I think I remember didn't you call out wasn't it Lukaku,
1: old Romelu the Romelu yeah
0: top goal scorer <laughs> and who who did you pick out as the as the overall winner? I
1: believe it was Germany the country. It was
0: Germany then yeah you went for Germany
2: and yeah Romelu Lukaku top scorer.
0: So that's, I could see that happening on on both counts. I mean I so Germany was my pick as well. Oh. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> given how they played in the first game I mean, that's as bad as I've seen Germany play for probably about eight, ten years or something like that. So we'll see how they, they pick it up in the next game. But Ryan, what, what about yourself? Do you, what, what are your tips for the
2: Um Before, it... I was all about Spain, to be honest. Um, Spain and Diego Costa, I thought, would be top scorer. So that's not looking too bad at the moment. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I think it all depends on how
0: Germany get through the next game. Yeah, I th- I think I mean the the Spain Portugal game is probably one of the games of the tournament so far, isn't it?
2: Oh, by far, yeah. I mean it was it's always built up to be one of the great games, and you always ends generally ends in disappointment, but it certainly didn't do that.
0: Yeah, I think that first Ronaldo goal was you know happening so early. Portugal scoring, I, I think, was just it helped create that game, didn't it? That you know it was a bit more end to end, a bit more exciting.
2: And, yeah, I mean, he needed a good World Cup as well. And a lot of people, I don't know what you feel, but they're saying it's going to be his last World Cup. But I can't see him, how he looks after himself, not being about in another four years in that Portugal team.
0: I agree. I, th- I think So I think we discussed it on our preview show. And I think, I think Chris called it as like, you know, it's probably going to be his last. I, and I, th- I can't remember what I, my words were, but it was something like, have you seen him? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he just looks like he's sculpted. It's just not going to stop, is he? And if there's another record
2: in sight, he's just going to keep going and going.
0: Absolutely. I mean, he, he leaps like a salmon. He's still <laughs> one of the fastest players on the pitch, you know, I, I, I can't see him stopping. And the thing is, he's he's not sort of looking after himself later in life. You know, he's not one of those players who, right, I'm approaching my 30s now. I'm going to start looking after myself. He's been doing it since an early age. Yeah. So I, I think he can go on to 35, 38 or something like that and, and still be at a really high level.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, even to just go into the World Cup, it's a score of 23 at the end of the day, isn't it? So... Yeah, if he isn't the main man at that moment, to have him to bring on and nick a last minute, he's just going always going to be that man. So yeah, I reckon he'll still be about four years easy.
0: Absolutely. And so Dan, I'm definitely going to pick your brains. So we'll go into the matches for the next couple of days a little bit later, but we'll de- I'll definitely collect some of those predictions from you, and then and then we'll see how they go on the, over the next couple of days. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Cool. So have you been enjoying the World Cup?
1: I have been enjoying it in the same way. Uh, yeah, I have been enjoying the World Cup. I've been enjoying it the same way as space. I am looking in its general direction. I'm not <laughs> understanding it in as much depth as you guys would be, but I like the atmosphere of it. It was fun. It was fun being in in Germany while it was on, and it's fun kind of strolling through the streets when the match is on. Um, not that I ever know when one is on. Uh, but but I'm kind of I'm drinking it in through osmosis. Ryan, you've got a much more um, in-depth appreciation for it though, right?
2: Exactly. I mean, I was very tempted. My wife was working the day before the World Cup was on to decorate my front room like Christmas. I was going to get a tree up and it's going to be a World (laughs) Cup tree.
0: Oh, wow. It's going
2: to be all all England stuff just to see her reaction more than anything. But I made sure I planted the seed of how important the World Cup is to the family. And luckily I've (laughs) seen all but one game so far. So they've been quite understanding.
0: Wow, that's pretty good. I mean, the whole games?
2: Bits and pieces. I mean, I've I've made sure the iPads have been charged up. So if I'm going to go do a bit of cooking, it comes with me. And bits and pieces like that. It's either been on the iPad, on my phone or on the TV. So, so far, it's been working quite well. Fantastic.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I've taken a few days off as well. And just because at the moment in the group stages, with the games being staggered throughout the day, you know, you've got either three or four games on, so it's just fantastic for me. And, and yeah. with the time zones, it, it doesn't finish too late. You know, when you have it been obviously the last World Cup was in Brazil, you got a big time difference there, so you got games kicking off in the middle of the night. So, uh, yeah, this this one's been brilliant. So I, I've been really enjoying it as well. Obviously, like- create the podcast about it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what's the What's the pathway of enjoyment for you guys? does it get more interesting as it goes on, or is it kind of more thrilling when everything's up in the air at the beginning and then less so is it? because in other competitions where there are knockouts, I'm thinking of drag race that is the nearest uh, comparison I have um, it gets it's kind of it's, it becomes a different thing as it narrows down to the to the end what What's your interest curve?
0: That's a really great question. Uh, Ryan, I'll let you go first and then i'll I'll chip in. Um, I think
1: it's
2: always interesting to see how things pan out, really. I mean, it's obviously at the moment we've got Argentina struggling in a group where they initially would have been walking it, really. So it's interesting to see how they react to that. But like in the Euros a couple of years ago, if, when a, like a proper underdog team like Iceland get through, it's interesting just to jump on the bandwagon and get behind real the underdog story, really. Um, but again, as long as England are in it, you're following them and you're just making sure... I can see where you're coming from Dan I mean in the final if it's Spain Germany I'm um, as into it as I was at the start but it's all good football at the end of the day I think you just kind of back the team that's got your your favorite players in really
0: right? yeah I think there's there's three things for me I think so I really enjoyed the group stages because you get those upsets and quite honestly my my favorite World Cups are probably 20 years ago or something um just because, you know, at that time of, of your life, you're a bit younger, you've got more time to watch football, you've got less complication in your life, your family life and what have you. But I really enjoyed the group stages for those upsets. So I think it was, was it 1990, Argentina against Cameroon. You know, there hadn't been many African teams even competing in the World Cup or, up until then. And for them to beat Argentina who were the champions i know i remember cameroon won one nil absolutely took out this this player Kenija, to get one of the players sent off but i love things like that and when it gets so that's one thing when it gets later into the tournament you do get as ryan said you get the iceland so you get the surprise package coming through so that's kind of interesting as well But when you get the big boys playing each other, when you get France against Brazil or Germany against Italy, obviously you wouldn't get that this year, but you know, those big, big teams playing each other. And then the third thing is probably, well, how are England doing? But you know, I said that my favorite ones were 20 years ago. Well, for the last 20 years, they really haven't been doing that well. So (laughs) for that, for that third prong, it's taken the enjoyment out of it somewhat.
1: That is a very, very in-depth and understandable answer.
0: <laughs> so in terms of the last couple of days then, I, I mean, Dan, have you, have you caught any of the games over the last couple of days or, or just the, the osmosis filtering through the results getting through to you?
1: Well, I walked into a room <laughs> when somebody <laughs> scored the other day, but I don't know who it was and I don't know who was playing. But uh, you do get, even knowing that little, I do still get swept up in it. Like when people are shouting and smiling, I'll do a bit of shouting and smiling as well. But uh, I haven't actually seen a full um, a full match in this World Cup, nor in any other, I would go as far as to say, potentially. But... Um, if I do, if I have to get my peepers around one, what would you recommend? If I have to sit down and watch a match, what am I looking for? What's what's going to be the, a good one for an absolute football novice like myself?
0: Well, that's that's a good question. So so, sp- I, I'll go first on this one, Ryan, and then I'll hand to you. So yeah, sure. I guess the the you're probably looking in the later rounds, but the problem is even then so we we talked at the, at the top of well, a few minutes ago about Portugal Spain being a really, really good game. A lot of those portugal Spain games over the past few years have been pretty horrible, and I think I might have even predicted a nil nil. I thought it was going to be a really cagey affair because sometimes you get teams dependent on their style they'll they'll just cancel each other out but ah. I think <sighs> I'm looking at the next couple of days. So Germany against Sweden will be a really interesting one. Because Germany have lost that opening game, you're expecting them to really come out of the blocks firing. They've got something to prove now. I think so. But I would probably, before I recommend a specific game, I would probably... um, Hold off a bit. I mean, if so, if at any point in this World Cup Germany against Brazil comes up, that'd be the one I'd recommend because in the last World Cup on home soil, Germany really taught them a lesson, and so it'll <laughs> right. be a really uh, again on home soil, was it was it seven, seven, one?
2: Yeah, it was something absolutely unreal, wasn't it? And you can yeah. just see the embarrassment on Brazil's face. So, yeah, if they do. I think they were they're on the same side of a bracket, aren't they? So they can come up against each other before the final.
0: Yeah, yeah. Actually,
2: but yeah, so. I mean, again, I mean, closer to home, tomorrow's game, Germany, Sweden. I, I I agree with that. The pressure's on Germany, so it'd be a good one to watch. You know, if they haven't scored in the first half, you could see the pressure getting on the players, and the top these are top top players. You know, they're, they're the current holders. You, just to see how they handle the pressure, but
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, let's let's run through the last couple of days so we started off with Denmark against Australia uh Ryan did I'm assuming which, which was the one match you didn't catch you know I'll avoid asking you questions <laughs> about that one. it was the Columbia game Columbia Japan where the, um, they got
2: sent off in the first few minutes wasn't it
0: Oh right, yeah. My uh that was one of my fantasy league choices, that that guy. <laughs> oh right. <laughs> and then three minutes in that was that's his World Cup over pretty much. So yeah, okay, cool. So we're on we're on good ground then. So Denmark against Australia. What what did you make to that one? Yeah,
2: I mean I've got quite a close friend um at work who's from Denmark, so they've kinda of pushed me to have Denmark as my second team for this World Cup. So <laughs> okay. um, yeah, was, I've kind of you know been given a little soft spot for them as well. So I'm glad they are doing well and they're in a great position at the moment. Um, but, I mean, Christian Eriksen just makes the whole team tick. So now he's off the mark. Is oh yeah, France-Denmark in, in the next game, isn't
0: it? Yeah, yeah, group. yeah. So that would be that'll be an interesting one. Although France are, are probably through. So yeah, they might... Well, I'd say take the foot off the gas. Well, I'll, I'll come on to France-Peru, but they, they haven't really hit the ground running have they but they've got the six points
2: that's fascinating yeah they've not hit they're not fine on all, all cylinders but i guess if they did kind of change the team around a little bit and take the foot off the gas it's all about do they finish top or do they finish second and who they're going to get in the next round it's all about yeah running games of how to play the game just to see you know how to get into the quarterfinals really
0: yeah so i mean uh, as you say ericsson what a goal that was Oh, it's just another
2: level isn't it it's just the, the price that Tottenham even play, paid for him a few years ago it was just an absolute steal back then so yeah yeah it's just certain players I mean I think this World Cup has shown particularly how a team can make a difference rather than individuals mm-hmm. yeah um, especially with um, Argentina I think there's a lot of big names and big players but it's there's so many teams gone and set out in the right way and got results which I think just shows the level of just the, like the whole coaching side of things of how everyone's just up the game and how like the playing field's just leveling out a little bit
0: yeah yeah i think it's teams are so organized now and you look at it, i mean the scandinavians are, are some of the best aren't they are just being very very organized they've seldom had the real real stars i think christine erickson is one of them but typically they they haven't had those real stars but they've always been tough to break down so they get really compact when they don't have the ball so you know they sort of say to you know the other team go ahead you you can have the ball you're not coming through us though (laughs)
2: yeah do do the bits that you want to do but at the end of the day you're not getting past us (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah, I mean I I've always had a, a soft spot for Denmark as well. I think it's so I mean we talked off off air, didn't we? So you're a you're a Man United fan, uh, Ryan. My co-host Chris he's he's a Man United fan as well and and I'm a Liverpool fan. And Jan Molby was one of the players when I was growing up and so I I've always had a soft spot for Denmark. Plus they they won the Euros in uh 92 I think it was even though they didn't qualify but because yugoslavia broke up <laughs> they <laughs> they ended up getting in and and winning the thing so yeah i think and again for a, for a small country you know in terms of population they they've done well not quite iceland uh not quite iceland population but but still a small population there but i think the the interesting thing was the penalty decision though so denmark went 1-0 up didn't they yeah and then there was, I think there was a corner, wasn't there? And then the ref sort of didn't really see anything, played on, and then they looked at it on the old VAR and then brought it back. Ref has a look at it and decides the players handballed it, so awards a, a penalty to Australia. They score and then and then it's a draw. So what what do you make of that? Um, what the VAR in general, or just for in that specific game? A bit of both. So initially the, this incident. And then VAR in general, because it has been probably the most spoken about acronym in this World (laughs) Cup, hasn't it? It
2: really has. Yeah. And it's so, I mean, there's times where you see and it's working perfectly and you can see how it's just developed the game and made it a lot leveler. But then there's just other blatant misses that they just haven't seen or haven't flagged up. You're kind of thinking, well, what's the difference there? That bloke's just been wrestled to the floor by two people. Why, you know, why, I haven't made spoken in his ear and told him to have a look at that. It's just so bizarre on that level. But
0: I assume yeah, you're referring there to the uh, to the Serbia guy who was held yeah. down by two Switzerland defenders.
2: That's <laughs> right. Yeah, Mitrovic just there uh, not so long ago. It's kind yeah, of like crazy. and closer to home. Obviously, Harry Kane in the box as well when we yeah. were struggling to get that winning goal. It's kind of like what's you know what criteria we're trying to meet because I don't think there's one person that didn't say it wasn't a penalty. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think for me though, this they, they've they've almost gone too far, you know. So it was against Germany, wasn't it, where Frank Lampard scored a goal, uh, so it clearly bounced over the line. Goal wasn't given, and then we end up getting hammered about four-one. Yeah, a few years ago. Now, for me, if you just cut out the blatantly obvious mistakes that'd be enough for me. But it's as if they're trying to make every major decision correct. That's but right. What,
2: yeah. the, sorry, the goal go line um, side of things, I think works is, you know, they've got that down to have now, but that's all completely yeah. separate and just makes their watch buzz from what I can gather. But yeah, I mean, they are trying to, at the end of the day, a lot of the football is, you know, you're talking about it after the game, you know, the decisions, do you agree? Do you not? If it's just yeah. ironed out and it's, just a line drawn under it straight away. Then I mean, the analysis of a game at the end of the day will just be how good a goal, yeah, and kind I of think it is, and how how poor they played. You know, there's going to be no talking points because really, it's just going to be brushed under the carpet straight away. Rest going to make his choice. We're going to go, well, oh, yeah, you know, everyone's seen it. You can't argue about it. Let's yeah, move on.
0: and and it certainly hasn't eliminated that as as we thought it might though, has it? I mean, for me, the amount of penalties that we've had in this World Cup is more right now at this point than it ever has been i think the record was was set before that's a few more penalties but we'll absolutely get there within probably a couple of days for me the guy it was ball to hand you know it yeah. sort of deflected off his head hit his hand in the penalty area so so it did absolutely hit his hand but the guy couldn't do anything about it and that's so that's where I, I think I may have a bit of a problem with VAR, but they're still adding in the subjectivity. For me, if it's going to be subjective, you have to just say, well, whatever the referee called initially, that was it. That was the right decision.
2: That's it. I mean, and whether the referee sees it in real time speed or always sees it in slow motion, because everything always looks a bit worse in slow motion. Yeah. It? Like At that time, you know, You've got to see at the speed what the players are doing, how quick they can turn, how quick they can realistically get out of the way and just make a decision with that. Like I say, if at the time he saw it wasn't a penalty, then I completely agree. Ball to hand, you can't do much about it. So,
0: Yeah. And Dan, do do you have any opinion on VAR? I think it sounds like
1: fun. Would you care to? <laughs> I spent this whole segment trying to work out what I think it means. And are you talking about, this is going to be so frustrating for the actual football fans that listen to this, but Not um, you, I'm guessing that it's like some sort of <laughs> video assist. So Is that right? Video assist, something like that. It's some yeah. sort of... Uh, Like the photo finish thing with uh, very close horse races. That's what I was picturing.
0: And then who's the guy running around in the middle? You used to be dressed in black.
1: That would be Mr. Referee.
0: Yep, that's the one. So video assisted referee.
1: Oh, well, that's not bad. That's not bad. I was two out of three. I think, um, well, listening to what you guys were saying about it, it seems to me like it's not as... Is it not... You'd have thought that it would rule out any future um, discussion about about calls that are made? Is that not what's happening? Is it still being used?
0: Yeah, so I think it it's not perfect. So they brought it in to make things better. But I think what it's done inadvertently is it creates an expectation that every decision is going to be right. And right. so Ryan just mentioned about the Harry Kane incidents where a couple of times he was basically just wrestled, you know, WWE style to the floor (laughs) in the penalty area as as a corner was coming in. So as a fan watching it, you sat there thinking, well, there are people who've got all the video angles. We only need one. We've seen one. That's enough. Okay, show us another one. But that is absolutely a penalty. So why are you not actually calling that? And I think that's – it's not the technology. It's going to be a way of working. That they need to figure out and, and refine
1: are there many people who are smelling conspiracy in this or is that if i got my tinfoil hat on because there's the one thing i know about um the football world is that fifa's rife with corruption is there is there any <laughs> is there any belief amongst any fans that that obvious calls that everyone agrees on that are not going the way everyone expects them to, even after the advent of this technology. Is there any belief that that's what, what are people saying on the terraces? That's what I want to know.
0: Well, that's a good question. I'm sat in the armchair, so not, not in Russia. So, (laughs) um, but as soon as you introduce human beings, you introduce some kind of subjectivity and, yep. and things that can be interpreted and perceived right. in different ways. So so I think um actually I was I was gonna mention it in other World Cup news, but I'll I'll just mention it now that Egypt are lodging a complaint because they felt they had certain decisions that didn't go their way and they're blame blaming the referee team so you've got you've got the referee you've got the linesman and you've got this this team of people watching all the angles these v- var refs if you like so i i think we haven't had a real you know there is something fishy now if Russia get to the final and are awarded three penalties. Then, then I think there'll be a few questions asked there. But at the minute, I'm not aware, Ryan. You aware of any where it's really sort of blatant?
2: No, no. Like I completely agree on the on the Russia side of things. They're they're doing things fairly. But like you say, if they got to the final, almost a few dodgy ones given. Then you they would raise some eyebrows. But at the moment, I think there's a few that have been missed that you would have thought had been flagged up, but nothing to get your tin hat out for Dan.
1: <laughs> oh, well, I just... Uh, as much as I, you'd want it to. <laughs> well, as soon as I found out that the next one is happening in the hottest place on planet Earth, I thought, hmm, maybe some decisions are being made in a way that isn't completely logical. Like, isn't yeah, it Qatar, yeah. the next one? The next one's in Qatar. That's right,
0: that's right. So there there were a few, and, and obviously England were... I think they were going for this World Cup and they announced the the Qatar one as well. And uh, yeah, it's, it's still all very grubby, quite honestly.
1: Well, it's fascinating for someone
0: like myself looking at it from the outside, but
1: but um, yeah, it, it's it's very interesting this VR conversation because when when the same technology was introduced in um, when the photo finish was introduced in other sports, particularly horse racing, it removed that ambiguity completely. The perception that the problem with interpretation and subjectivity and all that kind of stuff wasn't wasn't an issue. No one ever debates, as far as I'm aware, or very rarely debates photo finishes so i'm i'm curious about what the difference is
0: it's it's the number of variables i think um so so uh, one as ryan said they've nailed the goal line technology so the ball is either over the line or it's not it's it's a one dimensional one variable thing now if someone taps a, a footballer on the shoulder and they fall over in the penalty area you'd have to ask the question well all right he's tugged on his shirt or he's pushed him a bit there is that really enough to push a fully grown man in fact not just a fully grown man but an athlete is that enough to knock them off their <laughs> balance and and make them fall over i'd have to see
1: the finger to answer that really i think that <laughs> yeah, <would> be- <laughs>
0: exactly so you know most of the time it's not but you know, sometimes they'll they'll give a penalty for that.
1: Oh, is this VR thing the V A R thing? Is that the, the drone the drone thing you see flying overhead sometimes? Was uh, that no, something
0: else? No, that's that's something else. So this is just it's just it's basically it's a fancy acronym for a bunch of people sat up in the stands watching the game and they've got all the different camera angles. Oh right. So whereas the guy the referee on the grass, you know, he's he sees everything from one camera you know, his eyes, and he sees it all in real time. So he fundamentally cannot really have that 360 perspective on everything and get every decision right. So the aim of VAR is to support that referee and basically for the major decisions to give him a bit of help and say, oh, you know, you missed this, you might want to have a look at this. What all meanwhile, trying to keep the flow of the game going so, again, it's in its infancy. I think it it's not the technology. You know, the technology is just, just video cameras, <laughs> you know, and, right. and people right. reviewing it. It's going to be that way of working, I think, they, they need to figure out. But anyway, so I, I don't think we had any VAR controversy in the next game. So the next one was France against Peru. And I don't know about yourself, Ryan. I, I thought Peru played really, really well. Their support is fantastic. In fact, I think all the South American teams have got much bigger support than I thought they would in Russia.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think yeah, was it that game where the Peru? The, the numbers of the actual stands at the game was just higher than ever, anything anyone ever expected. And yeah. And like you say the South American team is just absolutely love a goal. It's, it's. I didn't. I think I read the Mexican fans actually registered an earthquake when they oh, scored wow. that goal. So <laughs> yeah, just take it to a whole other level. But yeah, like I mean, definitely deserve something. France haven't been going on full cylinders. I think quite a lot of people did back then. They have got the team, but it's just whether you'll gel and actually click together at the end of the day, isn't it? So
0: yeah, I mean they've got great players, like you say. They they don't gel as a team. But they've got six points on the board. And, you know, I saw Patrice Evra was talking and he was just saying, you know, everyone's going overboard about the performances. Who cares? We've won yeah. both games. <laughs> you know, he's got a point, really.
2: Yeah, I mean, Portugal won the Euro recently. It wasn't until the finals We actually won a game in 90 minutes. That's right. So yeah,
0: we. yeah, yeah. But no one remembers that after they've left the trophy, so. Absolutely. And I think... Putting Giroud up front, I think, makes a difference to them as well because he's got Mbappe and Griezmann either side uh, to offer that pace. But I do think he's he's an underrated player and just creates that focal point for the for the runners around him.
2: Oh, without a doubt, yeah. If we try to, if you try and put all the big names and make them work together, if I mean, as, straight, as soon as you take away the fancy side of things and just say, look, the goal of this is to Get, win the game at the end of the day. Giroud comes in, does his job, and just makes everyone else tick around him. So
0: yeah, yeah.
2: He left. He left Arsenal. He, since then he's won the FA Cup and he's doing well in the World Cup. So
0: yeah, absolutely. You know, he's doing
2: something right, isn't
0: he? <laughs> absolutely. And so, yeah, I think France might be one of the teams to watch because, like you say, keep winning without playing well. So it'll be interesting to see how they how they progress. Next one up was Argentina against Croatia. Now, there were some really tasty tackles in this one, and I think I had this one down as a 2-1 to Argentina. So obviously, you know, getting back to our conversation before about predicting, uh, completely call that one wrong. So <laughs> Croatia played absolutely unbelievably and won, won 3-0. What, what did you make to that one? I think it's
2: just an, another case of a team playing to their strengths, really. Like Argentina just stuck out. You know, they got, obviously got Messi and the team, Higoi, all the attacking talent. I remember watching the game, and everyone just absolutely ripping Argentina apart about how they were set up and how they were so open at the back, and just the inability to adapt and change to what they think is just gonna. Well, we've got them on the pitch, so we're you know we're going to score goals and we're going to win at the game. Yeah. But Croatia knew exactly what they were doing. They set out well. Luca Modric, I think, is just on a whole other level. Always thought yeah, he's probably the best centre midfield in the world. And yeah, 3 0 at the end of the day to beat Argentina, who aren't out of it completely, but obviously got a massive, massive task on their hands in the next game.
0: They talked about that, obviously, so they're, they're not out. But I tell you what, if they play like that in the next game, they will yeah, be. For sure, know.
2: yeah. I think Nigeria they've got next, isn't it? I think. Yeah, yeah. Who yeah. just need a point, but I can see them taking a win. Argentina, go go for it. They've got the pace and the brains behind him to nick a win and
0: frustrate Argentina right to the end. Yeah, I think for me, the Argentina side, and, and so to bringing Dan in again, so Dan, football's a simple invasion game, isn't it? So right. basically you've either got the ball, so you're in possession, or you've not got the ball. Your team, the other team's got the ball and they're trying to, get the ball into your goal, or you're in transition. So that little bit in between. So you've either had the ball and you've just lost the ball or the other team's had the ball and you've just won it back. So those are the three uh, phases, if you like, of football. And it seems to me the Argentina side are, are just, they're only thinking about when they're in possession, you know, and they've got all these great players. They've got Di Maria, Messi. They're great with the ball. Or normally they are. I don't think they were particularly great the other night. But they were so disorganized when they didn't have the ball. It looked, looked like they didn't have a clue how to defend.
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. You just look at it and you like everyone's watching it thinking, Well, oh, we can see what's going wrong here. Why why aren't they correcting it? And they just think, Well, no, we'll have the ball back in a minute. You know, we didn't have a plan yep. B. We just like the ball will come back to us at some point, we don't have to work for it, but it's the teams that do work for it that get the results at the end of the day, so
0: Yeah. And I I completely agree with with your comment on Modric. Now, I thought he was pretty good when he was at Spurs, but I thought he was just a bit lightweight. But to be honest, since he's gone to Madrid, he's proved me wrong, to be honest, because he's just got better and better. And he's another one like Ronaldo. You know, you're sort of looking at him and thinking, shouldn't you be putting your feet up and retiring about now? And he just seems to get better and better. It just makes
2: everything looks look so easy. You met Champions League final where some people be rushing into things and 50-50 challenges. He'll go into a 50-50 challenge but ping a 20-yard ball straight to someone and they're on yeah, the yeah. How did he manage? How did he even see that?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So getting on to, on to today's game. So Brazil against Costa Rica. Again, I thought a bit like Peru Against France, I thought Costa Rica actually surprisingly played really, really well, and I, I thought they were going to potentially hold out right to the end there. And again, a bit more VAR controversy. So this time, the the referee actually awarded a penalty. So Neymar looked like he'd been pulled and and blocked in the box. And then I I think it it seemed to go on for a little while where you think, oh, he's definitely given that. And then he walks over to the screen, has a look at it. And this is where, you know, Dan, I mentioned about the subjectivity. So the defender does, he makes a movement as if he's going to grab Neymar's shirt, but you can see, I don't know if he had second thoughts of it. He just didn't quite manage to grab him or what. So, so he doesn't, but, Neymar sort of felt like a little tickle on his belly or something and then made the movement as if he's had his shirt pulled and makes him fall over. And so the referee just makes a massive call. So Brazil in the World Cup finals, I've awarded you a penalty. Oh, nope, guess again.
1: Oh fantastic,
0: <laughs> yeah, so really big and brave move, and again, if that happened, and it was the russian team it, it'd be interesting if you came to the same conclusion
2: yeah, very true, yeah to to go back into the middle of that pitch and say you haven 't got a penalty would be very brave indeed,
0: yeah, yeah, but I mean they they kept plugging away, and to be honest the the peru not the peruvians, the Costa Ricans. They started from about twenty minutes from the end. They started with the play acting. You know, they they were trying to just run the clock down all the time and, and in the end Brazil did get they got one goal and you thought, all oh, right, that's it. And then Neymar finally did get his goal right at the end. So so it was two nil in the end, but literally in the last in the last few minutes. So I mean did you pick up anything else from, from that game, Ryan?
2: No, like I say, like the couple of play acting. You know, I remember I came back into the room at one stage, looked at the screen, and I saw two Costa Rica players both on the floor. Yeah, I thought, oh, you know, what has happened here? <laughs> you know, and then you see the replays, and you think, oh, okay, this is this is where the game's going. They're just looking to kill as much time as possible, just trying to stop any momentum. But it was interesting to see the difference in Brazil. As soon as they got that goal, and the pressure was lifted slightly. Yeah, you saw Neymar coming out with the tricks and. They started to play like the Brazil we all know. So it'll be interesting to see whether they take that on now. Pressure's lifted slightly. They've got the goal. Neymar's now scored, so he might be a different player. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, in terms of Brazil, like Modric's is for Croatia. Coutinho for them is just another level as well. It's making a space for him, I think, is the key.
0: Yeah, I think it... It pains me to say it because now he's left us. I kind of <laughs> want him to have a. Uh, I, I kind of want his form to to drop off a cliff, um, but he does. I I think to be honest, he's one of those players. He'll play better with better players, and in that game, I thought there was only one player that was going to really unlock it, and and it was Coutinho. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah. So I think over the next couple of years, playing with the Barca players week in week out he'll just get better and better and he'll go up another level from what he was at Liverpool Oh
2: for sure and it'll be interesting I mean on the Neymar side of things obviously he's, he wants to be the, the main man at Brazil isn't it but in terms of the best thing he can do for the team is just stick himself out wide try and take a couple of players out with him and just create that space for yep. Kadenia to do what he does
0: Yeah, and I think absolutely. in the
2: second half he started to do that and that's when the difference actually happened he needs to play for the team more than play for himself
0: yeah Yeah, and he did miss a, I I think I can call it a sitter, you know, he he was in the middle of the D, had the whole goal to aim at pretty much and and just stuck it wide, he was trying to burst the back of the net, so. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly, Uh, the goal was there and he could have easily just got it before, no, it needs to be top corner.
0: Exactly, yeah. It needs
2: to be a goal everyone expects from me, but.
0: Yeah I mean I'll be honest I'm not a massive fan of Neymar just for that reason he seems to you know he was at Barcelona it seems to suit him pretty much the best club in the world for him and then just engineers and move away and so my perception of him you know isn't isn't the highest and he does in the last game in particular he seems to be more worried about sort of rolling around on the floor and play acting and stuff so but let's let's see. Like you say, he's got his goal now. Let's see if he uh, if he does actually start to play a bit. Now, Nigeria Iceland. Again, this was one of those that could go either way. So, what what did you make to that one?
2: Yeah, I kind of came into that towards the end of the first half, I think it was, and just expecting a you know, resolute Iceland. And it's, like you say, after the Euros, I had to sit a bit of a soft spot for them, and wanted to see them keep going you know i love the whole thing they do with the crowd and
0: yeah yeah
2: how connected they are with the fans and bits and pieces but then seeing nigeria score and how much it meant to them kind of maybe switch a little bit towards them and like (laughs) started to root for them and missing the penalty and kind of just feel like they've had their their bit of luck they run a form now so maybe it'll just be the nigeria dream now which I think they can get a result against Argentina. I don't know if they will lose against them. I think they'll get the job done and get see, see it through to the next round.
0: Yeah, I mean, from this, this round two of games, I, I you'd have to say on form Nigeria would uh, do it for sure. And I think you can't help but admire Iceland. I, no. I was saying to, was it Ben or Chris? I, I can't remember which, but I was saying, if, if you are of football, if you're a male if of football in age, and you live in Iceland, you've got a pretty good chance of being in that <laughs> team. You know, it's like 300,000 or, or something, is it? Uh, the population. So, you know, males in between kind of 18 and 33, 35 or something. I, I think that's brilliant. The fact that they can compete. And they shamed us, didn't they, in the last tournament? Yeah,
2: just a little bit. Yeah.
0: But the 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 thing that had me worried for them a, a little bit going into this match was just the heat. Yeah, you know, it, was, it was really really hot at the pitch side. They were talking about it before the match, and so you thought, well, come second half, they they're really going to struggle. And and again, they I mentioned that word compact before. They they're just such a compact team. But that needs them to be compact and move with the ball. So when they don't have the ball, you know, that whole team is maneuvering around the pitch. That just sucks the life out of you when it's hot. And obviously, you know, the Nigerians care a little bit less about that. So I I think they, they, again, they started to to look stronger and stronger didn't they as the match went on and and i didn't really see iceland getting back into it but then there was that again another controversial var penalty although i think for this one it was it was more straightforward wasn't it it was a penalty it was was a soft one but he definitely definitely clipped him
2: yeah the fact they flag it up he goes to look at it it's it's it is one that he has to give for sure Yeah, I mean, if you go for the effort of it getting flagged up and then going to look at it, it's like, yeah, I can't can't really argue with that. It, yeah. It's, yeah, In the rule book, if you read it out, it ticks a box. It's definitely a penalty.
0: More <laughs> purists don't like it, you know, because they just want the game to get on. Ref, make a decision, go on with it. But I kind of think it's a bit. I like the theatre of it. You know, it's it's almost like you know the tension and and even though we're looking at the camera angles, you're thinking, yeah, he's got to give that. But he might not do. <laughs> yeah. And I guess I, I probably enjoy it a bit more when I've got no stakes in the game. You know, I've, I've got no no real skin in the game as such. If it was England, you know, and uh, you think, oh, yeah, he's got to give that. And he doesn't. And I'll obviously enjoy it a bit less. <laughs> but I, I kind of enjoy it. <laughs> do you reckon it will go in a different way? Because
2: obviously at the moment, he's got to run off the pitch to watch a, a TV on a little stand do you can change where he's got like his own little ipad and his kit or something like that so it's a bit
0: quicker that way or well you'd have thought you know couldn't he get it on his watch do the, the, the apple watches they have they have a little display don't they but do they actually show video
2: they must have something i mean can, you can get straps on your arms and things people go running can't you to have these That's big tablet and things you can have something you can slip out and whether yeah, that, and yeah. whether him running off the pitch gets him away from all the players screaming in his ears.
0: I mean, we, we could go full kind of minority report and, uh, <laughs> you know, where he has a little visual in front of his eyes. That, that might be where it goes in about 20, 30 years. But...
2: Yeah. <laughs> he just, like, completely whites over his eyes and he's just watching a completely different screen, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then we'll still argue about whether it was the right call. But... Yeah. <laughs> cool. So into the last game then. So game that's just finished for us, it's Serbia against Switzerland. So, again, another very, very tight game there. <laughs> but, um, again, I had this one down as a one-all draw. Now, in our predictions league, things are, between myself, Chris and Ben, things are quite tight, and I thought I was going to pick up a good three points here, and then Shakiri runs through right at the end and pops in the winner there. So, you, I mean, yeah. what what do you reckon of that one?
2: Uh, well, I was actually on my phone to you at the time, Dan, wasn't I? So you got to witness me actually watching that one.
1: I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was very confused as to why the uh, pop star Shakira was playing um, football, but you soon the explained to me why going, well, <laughs> she's she's on tonight apparently, I know that now.
2: Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, again, I mean, it's, Serbia, did, they went one up, didn't they, if you remind me of in Switzerland, was it one or one there? Yep. Yeah, that last minute goal, Shakira went through, and with him you always think he's just going to make the wrong decision, but... He yeah. did the simple thing and actually got a goal, which I think he could do with doing a bit more, to be honest.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny. So, before the match, so Liverpool had been linked with with Shakiri. Um, apparently, he's available for about 12 million because Stoke had gone down this year.
2: Yeah.
0: And I said, I, I don't care. I, I, yeah. I think he's rubbish. I think, you know, he's built like the Hulk. (laughs) (laughs) He he is a beast. And, you know, when he was at Bayern Munich, when he was a kid coming through, he obviously had a lot of potential. But he's just, for me, he's just never really delivered on it. And he'll do the occasional absolute fantastic thing and score a few worldies. But over the course of the season, he doesn't do enough for me. So no, I, I was basically saying he was rubbish.
2: Yeah, I mean, to be <laughs> fair, if, you, if if you're linked to our club and things, he's one of those we you think, really, is that yeah. is that what we're aiming for? It's, I think, quite a lot of them. It is down to the decision making, and he he tends just to want to go for that worldy goal. Yeah, over just a, a simple pass back to open someone else up for an easy chance.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely.
2: He, he wants for he headlines, which he got tonight, but a lot of the time he gets relegated to Stokes. So
0: yeah. <laughs> So let's go into having a look at the matches over the next couple of days. So guys, what we normally do in this section is we'll just talk a little bit about the games coming up and then we'll give our predictions. And I'm very interested from, from listening to the Friend Zone podcast to see, particularly Dan, how you, how you rationalize and, and come to conclusions on these particular predictions. And then obviously we'll we'll stay in touch after, you know, in the, in the coming days and we'll see how you did and i 'll probably uh, uh, give up if if you uh, <laughs> hit it hit the nail on the head every time
1: so well prepare yourself this is the perfect <laughs> the perfect use of my magical skills i can't wait
0: <laughs> okay so the first first one that's coming up is Belgium versus Tunisia now in the first game Belgium won uh, they won three 0 against Panama and Tunisia lost two one to England, and it it was it was quite close near the end though. Basically, uh, Harry Kane scored right at the death, pretty much. So it was quite close, England against Tunisia. So what what do you think of this one, Dan?
1: It's got to be Belgium, and I thought that before any background, really, because it, this is see, I'm embarrassed to do this outside of our own podcast, but this is genuinely the thought process that happens. If, if something has a well-presented or amusing name, that is the one I will go with. So if the choice is between um, the Cavaliers and the, the Sparrows, let's say, I will always go with the Cavaliers because it's a more enjoyable word. Mm-hmm. So what, 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 what's the choice I have here again? Let's just, let's just run this through my head I, again. I'm
0: trying to think if they've got... They probably do have nicknames, but I have no idea <laughs> what they are. So it's Belgium against Tunisia.
1: Um, I believe Belgium Belgium are going to win because all I keep thinking is the word waffle over and over. And it's a, it's a more fun word. So Belgium, that is my top tip. The Very octopus
0: has spoken. <laughs> so, and what score would you say that would be?
1: Um, I'm going to say three to one, please, if I may. Very good. And, Ryan, what about yourself? <laughs> Unbelievably, I've, I've actually
2: written 3-1 myself. <laughs> <laughs> so What's are you sticking
0: with that one? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, say 3-0. Let's go 3-0. So I think I am going to go 3-0 as well. I think the... The penalty that they got against England was very fortuitous. I thought they were good good, comp- again, I'll use that word, compact team. So I think that the Belgians will, the Belgians will struggle to break them down. Um, but I think they've, they've just got too many high-quality players. So, so I'm going to go 3-0 as well. I think yeah. maybe Hazard will, will get on the score sheet this time. De Bruyne will be pulling the strings there as well.
2: Yeah, I think if Jesse Lingard can nearly get a hat trick, I think Eden Hazard's going to
0: get a couple. So, if he could actually finish that game, would have been <laughs> yeah. over in the first Finger twenty minutes. Back, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next one is South Korea versus Mexico. Now, Dan, I, I, I'm going to, I'm, I'm enjoying this way of thinking. So, I think I'm going to come to you first for all of these. That's okay.
1: That's more than more than okay with me. That. See, I've run afoul of this before when I chose a team that sounded like they... what Was was it Forest Green, right? Yeah, yeah, you did, yeah. And I thought to myself, well, they'll have lots of open green spaces to practice, so they'll be really good. And they... uh, Was it Colford or something? Who was it against? Colchester.
2: Yeah, yeah, actually, your memory.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you know why? Because when I made the decision, I pictured... A forest with with (laughs) with people running around in green and um, miners in a in a coal mine and I thought well they're going to be busy so they won't have learned the football and I was completely wrong. (laughs) But um, uh, so who is it again?
0: (laughs) (laughs) We went off down a rabbit hole. So I'm
1: afraid South Korea versus
0: Mexico. (laughs) I see
1: these are both uh, South Korea will win I think because. Mexico are having a bit of a hard time at the moment, aren't they? That bloody president is giving them a real, a real tough ride, so they're going to be distracted. That's literally it. That's literally how I decide. So I think South Korea so, will win.
0: So just before you before you put your colours to the mass. So you are in Germany, as you, you mentioned last week. Indeed, the team they lost to was Mexico. Generally, rather good, aren't they? So oh. and. <laughs> What was the and South Korea lost one nil against Sweden?
1: Hmm. I'm going to stick with my impulses, you know. I so, I, I think
0: that's admirable. It so, seems
1: to serve me um, pretty poorly, but I'm going to do it anyway.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> what what score do you reckon that'll be?
1: I would like to go for one um, nil, please, because it seems plausible okay. to me. Ryan, um, I'm back in Mexico
2: two nil, just just for a bit of logic, really. <laughs>
1: but
2: it, it, I've, I've fought this way before and Dan has surprised me, so.
1: <laughs> I I think if I abandon my ridiculous way of doing this um, and just pick the one that makes sense, it won't be as much fun for me. So I'll be delighted if South Korea win now.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. and And I could see it happening. So when Mexico beat Germany, Germany had most of the ball. And so Mexico were able to... Counter-attack them and play counter attacking football. Whereas in this game, you'd expect Mexico to have more of the ball, so they're going to have to do something with it. So I- I'm still going to go with Mexico, quite honestly. Um, but I think it'll be tight. I think I'm going to go. I'm going to go one 0 Mexico. I think it'll be a tight one. Now, next one: Germany, Sweden. there's going to be a lot of blonde men
1: on that pitch. That's all I can think of. It's going to look like a scene from Lord of the Rings. Lots of Legolas-looking fellas running around the place. Um,
0: Probably less so than you think.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm being, I'm being a little bit um, profile-y there. Yeah. <laughs> I take, take that back. Uh, hmm. S-
0: Sweden. Sweden will win, I think. Wow. That, so that Sweden will win. So what? what score?
1: uh t- oh, t- uh i think it, i think well, let's see i i'm gonna start talking as though i actually know anything but i don't i was gonna say i think it'll be quite tight i'd have no idea <laughs> two two one i think
0: two one very good so that would actually put germany out of the cup which would be pretty major news i think so uh ryan yeah, I very
2: much enjoy Dan's prediction of knocking <laughs> a team he thinks going to win the whole thing out of the competition, which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: yeah,
2: I forgot about I've that.
1: Not, I've not thought it through, have
2: I? <laughs> um, I think the pressure will be on Germany. It will take them a while to break Sweden down. They've already got three points on the board, so I think they'll Germany will snatch it and it'll be 1-0.
0: Okay. I'm going to go 2-0. I, I think all the goals will come in the second half. Mm. And then I think the Swedes will be really organised, really make Germany work for it. But once they get that first goal, I think they'll loosen up and and then they'll start actually playing from there. Next one up is England versus Panama.
1: Good old Panama. You can't really beat saying <laughs> the word Panama. I do enjoy that word. Uh See... I'll, can I be really honest and possibly treasonous? I I don't know where we are in terms of whether we're good anymore. I don't know if we. I have a rough idea about most of the teams that have been mentioned today. I have a, a general idea that oh they're quite good or oh, they're historically quite good. England, I genuinely don't know. Like because I'm so clouded by by the fact that I'm here. But I, I can't really. I know, I know. People want us to be good, but I don't think that we are obje- objectively. I would say that I, I think we're a bit middly, aren't we? I, so so I, think,
0: I think of all the things that people have been tried for for treason. Um, I think they want to be a little bit harsh. <laughs> but, um, but no, I, th- I think you've nailed it. Actually, you know so. I think people are, are cautiously optimistic. England have been poor for a number of years now and they they kind of top quality players that we thought we had in the past. Um when we had the likes of Beckham Owen up front, Scholes, Gerrard, Lampard in the middle, you know, going back sort of 10 years or so. People thought that that was a, a team capable of winning the World Cup, whereas this one, I don't think anyone is expecting them to win anything.
1: Oh, right. Well, that's a fun underdog story if it happens, but I'm still going to go with Panama, I think.
0: Oh, crikey. <laughs> so what, I, the thing I, I like about these, one of them's going to come off at least. So what score are we going for there? 13, no, <laughs> 3.
1: <laughs> uh, I, see, I don't know. Uh, full disclosure, I don't know anything about any of this, but I especially don't know anything about Panama's reputation. Um, well, pa- just... Panama
0: got beat 3-0 by Belgium in the last game.
1: Oh, well, let's uh, then see. For that to mean anything to me, I would need to know what Belgium like. I'm going to go for, I reckon, am I allowed to say a tie? Can I say it'll be a tie?
0: You can, absolutely.
1: I think 1-1. One, one. I think it's a tie. I Be think arranged. it's the battle of not-that-goodies. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's two lame wads fighting each other. Sorry, England.
2: <laughs> and Ryan? Um, I'm going to have to back England. I'm going to go for 2-0. I reckon um, get a go in each half, I think, and we'll just kind of see how the result and rest up for Belgium, I think.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go 2-1. I, I think we've got some good players. Um Harry Kane is, is the talisman at the moment. So I think we'll score goals, but he, he'll set them up as well. Um, but I don't really trust our defense at all. And uh, he's named Jordan Pickford uh, the number one. I don't think he's, he's a top-quality goalkeeper myself. Um, I, I think we'll concede one in that. Okay, next one is Japan against Senegal.
1: Oh, Japan. Hasn't okay. it got to be Japan?
0: I'd like to know why it has to be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because Japan is from the year 2030. They've got it all figured out over there. So I'd be amazed if they weren't excellent at this also. I'd just be amazed. A Senegal, I don't know anything about Senegal. Anything about it. I couldn't point to it on a map. I don't know anything about Senegal. So on that basis, Japan, <laughs> Japan are going to take it, I think.
0: So I, I will say that the last two games, both Japan and Senegal won their games two-one.
1: Is that right? Hmm. Well, that puts me in a bit of a pickle, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm still. I'm going to go Japan, and I'm going to go three-two then, based on that information.
0: Okay, three-two. Game. That's a bit of a chunky.
1: That's quite rare, isn't it? That that would happen. That would that would be a really good game if that could.
0: It would. It'd be an exciting game for sure. And again, I, I, it could happen. Like say they they've had three goals each in the last game. So yeah.
1: I, well, I think it could happen. Let's all wear a double T for that match because I think that's what's going to happen. I think it's <laughs> going to be a thriller, an absolute thriller. Excellent. And Ryan.
2: Um, I don't think it will be that much of a thriller to be honest. I'm gonna go with Senegal 1 0. Um so they both got three points on the board. I think we'll both be fairly happy if they both went away with one point how a group is. Yeah. Um but I think yeah, Senegal will snatch it and keep and have the win one nil.
0: I'm gonna go two nil for Senegal just because in in the last game, so Japan against Colombia for eighty seven plus injury time minutes, they were playing against ten men didn't really make it count. And I think they've they're at an interesting time, Japan. They have had some really great players. But I'm not sure this this next generation coming through now is is quite as good as that last one. So yeah, I, I think two 0 to Senegal for the for that one. Okay, next one, final one. You'd be glad to know. So Poland versus Colombia. And again, so both both of these teams lost their last two. Uh, their last match, two one.
1: Mm. See, I find I find the notion of two very evenly matched teams quite interesting. But for actual sports fans such as yourselves, is is that more or less interesting? Do you like it to be? Because it, it, if you watched a fight where two people were punching each other symmetrically, it wouldn't be very interesting. Is it? Is it? <laughs> is it? Is is that a, an apt? analogy
0: or am I uh, trying to apply things that don't? Are you saying that that draws are, are exciting? Well, they're, they're, I guess they're not, are they? Well, I, I mentioned... So at the top of the show, we talked about Portugal against Spain being probably one of the best games in the tournament so far. And that, and that was a draw. And that, that was three all, so plenty right. of goals that helped it. But yeah, that was a draw. And again, I guess a lot of it is down to perception as well. So if you're the team losing and you score right at the end, then you, almost, you feel like you've won. And the team that was winning and then conceded at the end can quite often, they, they feel like they're losing. And again, oh. in tournament football, a lot of it is about momentum and just psychology. So it's not just about that one game. It's about the game after that game as well. So d- draws are absolutely exciting I think maybe not you know if you take it into the domestic leagues you know not not so much you kind of want an outcome you know you you tend to think is that side going to win or is that side going to win that's probably why the bookies always end up on top because you know draws do happen
1: and people are drawn to a narrative more to more to the idea of one triumphing over the that's interesting that's very interesting but these don't sound like they're going to be it's a, it sounds like these are a couple of duffers, <laughs> rather than <laughs> rather than two equally very good teams, and I, that I wouldn't find very interesting. Watching two people watching two teams limp around a limp around a pitch, uh, so I <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's another draw, um, uh, two two. Let's say I don't know. Oh, very good.
2: And Ryan? Yeah, I'd uh, written down two all as well. I'd had these two back to a draw. think the group's going to go down right to the last game i think
1: Is that annoying ryan because you you you've basically been <laughs> <laughs> talking about talk about um tying uh, you've just been matched by a shoe i've got the the sporting knowledge of a of an unlaced sneaker and i've i've just matched your predictions twice that's that's pretty <laughs> crazy
2: <laughs> it's not annoying that you've matched my prediction it'd be more annoying if you beat my predictions <laughs> well buckle up <laughs>
0: <laughs> the pressure's on now. I, I'll just tell you. Years ago, I was in uh, I was in a bar in India, and I was there with my with my colleague. And one of the one of the local Indians was uh, was challenging us to a game of darts. Now, I am absolutely useless, so I so I was out straight off the bat. I was just quite happy just having a beer. And my colleague actually fancied himself. He played darts at his local pub quite a lot. So you know, he, he at home he has his own little darts that he has and whatever but not obviously out here so he was taking it very seriously and the thing is with darts you have to the, the their variation that they were playing I don't know whether everyone is the same but you have to finish on a double and yeah basically my colleague he got down to needing a double pretty quickly and this guy was basically throwing the dart like a javelin <laughs> but he just kept chipping away at the lead <laughs> chipping away at it and i can't I, it's years ago now but i can't remember what double he finished it on but basically this this indian guy just nailed the double <laughs> and he was literally throwing the dart like a javelin and just amazed <laughs> face with, oh it's just a picture so so it absolutely does happen but anyway anyway um so Last one then, Poland, Colombia. To all your sayings, so oh, I'm gonna go one nil to Poland. I think. I think the I think the Colombians did really well in the last game, despite being down to ten men. Their best player, James Rodriguez, is is injured at the moment, so he did come on, but he didn't really look look fit to me. So. I th- and I think Poland were pretty awful, actually. So I, I could see a draw happening, but I, th- I think they're just going to edge it. And they, they they're quite close in proximity as well to Russia, i.e. <laughs> <You know, laughs> next door neighbours. And you know, I think having to travel a bit less, it it does have some kind of effect as well. Just being in kind of a familiar climate. There's so I'm not a, a Dan like logic yeah, behind that. i going
1: to say. But, I'm not completely mad to look at it that way then. No, that's no, good not
0: at all. I mean, well, well, that's why, I mean, there's other factors as well. But you look at uh, the results on any given Saturday and the home teams generally have the better results. And it's not just about having the same stadium and whatever. Uh, there have been some statistical studies on how a team's results generally degrades the further away they get from wherever their, their base is so again it's, there's lots and lots of variables but but that is one of them
1: that is fascinating <laughs>
0: Guys, that was really fun uh, to go through. So, thank you very much for that. We'll wrap up there. What yep. I'd like to ask you is: Have you got any plugs for us? So, what have you got coming up on the show, and how can people get in touch with you and, and listen to the podcast?
1: Well, we're sort of we're about to um, begin the slide into season two. Uh, we're at we've just recorded and our next to release episode twenty two, right? Uh, twenty one. It will be out on f- next Friday. That's Right, yes, that one's in the can already, and um, yeah, we're having a whale of a time going through it. It's getting more and more interesting the closer we're getting to the end. So I can't wait to start again with season two. And our social medias are we, um,
2: obviously we're we, well, we've got Instagram now, but we were on
1: Facebook, Twitter mainly,
2: which is at Friendzone Pod. Um, but e- in the email side of things, we've got the Friendzone Pod at Gmail dot com, which especially Dan has been edging people to get in contact with us. Just want, to talk- email, but- <laughs> just want to chat with people <laughs> you're just constantly refreshing that feed aren't you just waiting waiting for an email but it's just not come
1: i am but feel free to uh not to tell me how terrible i am at football prediction if that's if that's the flurry that happens after this after this <laughs> event
0: not at all i'm sure it won't
2: but no i mean in terms of news for us we've got in a couple of months we're going to friends fest which obviously well neither of us have ever gone to Um, it kind of just popped up didn't it Dan and it was was still about three hours away from where I live so we've got a bit of a road trip ahead of us but
1: yeah it's it we couldn't not could we once we saw that it was coming up
2: yeah it kind of revealed that it was Friends Fest quite early on it must have been only about three or four episodes in but as soon as it popped up it's like right we're full-on Friends fans now aren't we so we're gonna have to do this
1: and for those who aren't familiar with Friends Fest, it's what it sounds like. It's a it's a couple of day festival that's touring around the UK and they've got the sets and they've got um, guest stars. Gunther pops up sometimes, that kind of thing. So oh, it's wow. it's going to be um, surreal in the extreme to be sitting in Monica's flat, but I am very looking forward to it.
2: I'm very much expecting it to be like taking a five role to Disneyland. <laughs> that's going to be my role, I think. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, it down a couple of years. I think five would be a bit more composed than I'm going to be. I'm going to need frequent toilet breaks and uh, one of those reins that goes around my shoulders so I can't run off. And you've actually spoken about actually dressing up, haven't you? Which is uh,
2: a worrying subject.
1: I have thought about it, but I prefer to surprise you nearer the time.
0: Oh, dear, that sounds <laughs> ominous.
1: <laughs> As well, it should.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, is that is that like a sci-fi convention for, for Friends fans or...?
1: Yeah, basically, it's Comic Con, but just for friends and nothing else.
0: Cool. So, I mean, is that in London, is it?
1: Well, it it tours. So it is in London, but it's also in Bristol, which is where we're doing it. And um, I think like a handful of other places up and down the country. But it it gets bigger every year. This year, they've they've added, they were asked by fans what they wanted um, to be reconstructed the most. And for some reason, they asked for the... uh, the corridor where Ross shouts pivot repeatedly when he's trying to get the sofa up the stairs, so you can now recreate that memorable scene, which is a really strange thing to want, but we're going to do it. <laughs>
2: <Brilliant>. <laughs> those for we again,
0: yes, yeah. the we. <laughs> Awesome. Well, guys, that's brilliant. I, I really look forward to to hearing that. So, yeah, I think I think series two is probably probably my favorite Jennifer Aniston uh series. I mean friend series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just thinking back now. So no, I, I think it it'd be really good and and I'm interested as well to see does the writing actually tighten up a bit and you know from I yeah. I must admit I've not watch i've not gone back you i will do at some point now it's on netflix there's too much other tv on as well that i'm trying to catch up with but i'm really interested to go back and see well where do the characters really form what we think are, their characters are because we think of their characters as these well-rounded characters don't we
1: absolutely but, yeah. but from
0: what you guys have been going through it seems that the writers are still kind of finding who who they are absolutely we we actually plot
1: we plot that course because you can see monica becoming herself like really early on and things like that so yeah it's that that, that is something that we look at um R- joey has yet to become a sort of a a recently de- defrosted um caveman he's he's not that <laughs> stupid yet <laughs> He's still he's still recognisably human, so we're watching like his slow devolving into the Joey that he becomes in later seasons, where he he thinks a hand twin is a logical thing to want to be.
0: Very good, very good. So I'll throw out a few plugs there. So in the next comics in motion podcast, we're going to be recording Batman Begins uh, again. We'll have a special guest on talking talking to us about that uh for the grassroots coach cast we're going to be taking a little bit of a break. We Ben and I might put together a, a short one just to keep us ticking over but just while the world cup's going on we're going to be uh we're going to be focusing on this one. And the other one the daily chat footy gossip cast is uh still going out daily so if you're thirsting for transfer speculation and gossip you can go across and and give that one a listen as well. Guys, it's been fantastic to have you on. Thanks ever so much for coming on. You're more than welcome to come on again, if you, if you can bear it.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I can't wait to gloat over all my successful uh,
0: predictions. <laughs> I will be, I'll be emailing them through the scores. So again, I, I probably should have said this at the start. The other guys know. So the way I typically score it, if you get the outcome right, so if it's a win, lose, or a draw, that's a point. If you nail the score, it's three points so it's more weighted towards nailing the actual score. Boom. So I'll I'll give you a shout again a couple of days so not tomorrow but the day after by the end we'll we'll know what the scores are.
2: <laughs> we'll know if I'm ever going to watch football or talk football in Dan's presence ever again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you ever so much again and oh thank everyone. you. Thanks for ever so much for listening. Back in the USSR. Well, you to the sky, yeah. hey! Take a whiskey
1: high. You to the, mosque, I to the sea, and to Take it to, the and it to the skin out. I'm the fire and I'm and the car you know that you know you 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 know you U.S., back in the U.S., back in the U.S.S.R.